Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Turn to Galatians with me, if you will. As we begin to look into Abraham's blessings. Now, if I don't get all seven in, in tonight, I'll do what I can, okay? Um, Galatians 3.13, it says this, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. Now, I want to tell you something here. Jesus had to take the curse. If Jesus had not taken the curse, we would still be under the curse. But there had to be a substitution. And Jesus was the perfect Lamb of God that was our substitute. I remember when I began to see truths in the Bible that brought real victory in my life. The, one of the first things that I saw was that Jesus was my substitution and He took certain things upon Himself so that I didn't have to. And if He didn't take them, then I would have to bear it. But he was a substitute for me and for you. And if he paid the price, why do we want to get under the curse and have to pay the price too? It's already done. It's already a done deal. But why don't people accept the substitution that Jesus made for, for them? But well, one reason could be like I said of myself was ignorance. I did not know the covenant. I did not know the, the scriptures. I did not know the promises that God had given. You know, we need to be like the Berean believers. Do you remember them mentioned in the book of Acts? We need to be like them because they would get preached to and they would go and study to make sure that's the way it really was. And that's the way we need to be. It wouldn't bother me a bit for somebody, you know, after I preach something for them to, you know, to, to look things up and to study it out. I think that's great. I think that's great. You know why? Because man can make mistakes. Man can have a knowledge that is not a full knowledge and they're preaching something and don't understand it all. And so they're not imparting a truth and we can be robbed of blessings. I tell you for years, I didn't know about the Holy Spirit the baptism of the Holy Spirit, I didn't understand it and I didn't know about it. And I say so many times when I go out to speak and give my testimony, I'm like the Ephesian believers. I didn't even know that there be a Holy Ghost. And it's the truth. I knew the Holy Spirit, you know, was given to the church, but I didn't know anything about the operation of the Holy Spirit. And consequently, I went powerless for many, many years of my Christian walk because I did not know. I did not study it out for myself. But then there came a time where I said, I'm reading this, but I've been a Christian for a long time. I'm reading the Bible through in one year. I'm going to do this. I make a decision to do that. And you know, when I did, that's when I, my goodness, in the book of Acts, I started reading in there and I was, there are miracles, there are signs and there are wonders. God said that he's no respecter of persons. He said that he's the same yesterday, today and forever. If he did it in that church, why isn't he doing it in my church? Amen. You know, as long as I live, 
I am going to believe God for miracles and the signs and the wonders because they didn't pass away, because they weren't dependent upon a man. When the apostles died, some say, all of that left. That's the most ridiculous thing that I have ever heard. Jesus is the one who made these things available and possible to the church. Not men. It wasn't Peter. It wasn't Paul. It wasn't, even though they're great men of God, it wasn't any of the 12 apostles. It wasn't John. It wasn't any of them. It was Jesus Christ. And that's what we receive from the Lord, the miracles, signs, and wonders. He's who makes it available to us. Amen? But he says, Cursed is everyone that hangs on the tree. So Jesus had to receive the curse on himself. And he says, He received that curse for this reason, verse number 14, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. In other words, Jesus took the curse and we receive the blessing. So tonight, as we sit here, we are blessed people. Will you say, I don't feel blessed. I'm not experiencing blessing. Well, turn that situation around. You do have something to say about that. You know, there are things that happen in our life, and we don't have, we can't do thing, anything about it. We can't go in and change and, and make it different, possibly. But there are things that we can make different in our life. And the way it's going to change and be different is when you believe it in your heart and you speak it out your mouth. You're believing God for things. Remember, I was talking about the dreams and the vision that God gives His people. And you believe it in your heart and you speak it out your mouth and you get blessed and you change your situation. And you don't want to continue doing things that are not working because you're going to get those same results. Years ago, God spoke to me and He told me, it's time for people to get through what they've been going through. Get on through it. Push on through it. Get to the other side of it. Ten years that you've been going through a mess in your life is too long. Do something different. Do something different. People spend years and years and years. If it's not, I'm not, not just in stuff like that, but, but thing, going nowhere. Financial struggle. You know, I had somebody, and uh, you know, this has been a few years back, and, and it seemed like year after year we were having the same talk. Year after year, I can't get my finances turned around. My job, I can't keep a job. You know, it's like, okay, we need to look at something here. God's Word is true. Amen. And there's a problem, but the problem is not in the book. And it's not with the Word of God. It's not with God wanting, not wanting to do something for you. There's a problem that has to be addressed, and the problem is on the inside. And you have to look at you. And see, that's hard to do sometimes. But you know, if you're going to have different 
circumstances in your life, you're going to have to take some steps to make a change. Amen. I was talking to somebody uh, not too long ago, and they, uh, they were in a, an abusive relationship. And it's like they just vacillate back and forth, back and forth. Their life is in limbo. They're paralyzed. They're not going anywhere. They're not doing anything. And I said, make a decision. Make a decision. And if it is to stay, you stay and you do everything that it takes to make that thing go. Don't just be half-hearted. Don't be lukewarm in it. But you do whatever it takes to make it that way. Or... Say, I've done everything I can do and it's time to go on and it's time to move on. And I could say this because of who it was. It wasn't some, someone in this church. I could say it because they're close to me. I don't tell people to get divorces. That's not my business. But you've got to make decisions if you're going to have changes in your life. If you keep living... The way that you're living, you're going to get the same kind of results. Do you understand what I'm saying? How in the world I got off on this, I don't know. But I, I just believe that somebody needs to hear it. But what I want you to see, Jesus took your curse that you could have his blessing. You receive it? Okay, let's turn to Genesis and we're going to look at some of those blessings there. Genesis uh, chapter number 12 and verse number 1. Now the Lord had said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show you. Now this first blessing that I want to uh, talk to you about tonight is that he was called out. He was called out of this land where he was with his family. He was called out to enter into the promised land. Now, many times we as God's people, we're called out of things to get to where God wants us to go. <clears throat> if you look at Abraham's life, I've experienced this so many times. If you look at his life, his father was Terah, okay? Now, Terah... Uh, took, uh, had his family. They were all there together. They were a strong family. I'm sure that, you know, they took care of all the cattle and everything that a family, a big family uh, would do, and they had all of that there. But there was a day when God said to Abram, get out from among them. You're going to have to leave your family, and you're going to have to go. Now, I really think that this is typical of us coming out of the world, you come out of the world and you come into the kingdom of God. That's Colossians said it. You're translated out of darkness into the kingdom of His dear Son, into the kingdom of Jesus Christ. You're taken out of the world and into the kingdom. So I really believe that uh, that, that uh, specifically... Uh, is a good example of what that means. But I'm telling you this too. There are times in your spiritual walk and there are times uh, uh, that you will go through life that God is calling you out of situations and calling you out of different arrangements that you might have been in and He's calling you into a place where you can get to where the blessings and the promises of God can be imparted to you. As long as He stayed with Terah, 
in Haran, nothing was happening for him. Now, it's very interesting, and I always love this because I'm a history buff, but, you know, I, I like to study into all the background things here. But when you, when you look at Abram's life, his father's name is Terah. And you know what that means? Delay. See, as long as Terah was in his life, now that doesn't mean his father wasn't good. And I'm not telling you to do, you know, to treat your earthly father. This, this is an example here. And he didn't treat his father. He just had, there had to come a time of separation. There's time when people uh, delay you in your progress, in your spiritual growth. And you have to get separated from that. That's happened to me. I remember... You know, uh, uh, we were in the denominational church and we had a, a Bible study in our home. And this is after, you know, we had read the Bible through and, you know, we were really excited and, and finding out about the baptism of the Holy Spirit and actually had been filled with the Spirit. And we, you know, there was not a large group, a small group of people, probably eight or, or ten of us that were there. And as we would meet for that Bible study, we could see it was very clear the things that we were seeing from the Bible, they were not seeing them and they were not going to accept them either. And you know, there come a time, as long as we would hold on to that, we were delayed in our spiritual growth. Now, that doesn't mean that relationships are disposable. That's not what I'm talking about either. We didn't treat those people meanly or anything like that, but we had to separate because we couldn't get to where we were going with those kinds of relationships. Those were our friends. They were our friends at church. They were our friends that we did things with, but we had to separate. And when we did, you know what? I went through a time where I felt like I didn't have any friends. I was lonely. I wanted somebody to talk to. You know, you want to go back. But every time you go back, you just pick up another delay. But you know, it's, it's really interesting to Haran where they lived. That means parched and dry. As long as he stayed there in Haran, it was parched and dry spiritually for him. He wasn't going to receive all that he would be given from God if he would obey. And there would be delays. Delays. But then one day God said, listen to this, the Lord, what's this next word? Had said. See, he had already spoken that, but it was hard for Abraham to do it. I've been there, done that. God speaks, God shows, God directs, but... You know, sometimes it's hard. So Abraham heard the Lord say it this time, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. So God, the the first blessing that God wants to put in our life is He brings us out to take us in to the promised land. And you see right now, somebody said, Well, the promised land is when we get to heaven. Well, there's no doubt that's going to be a a wonderful, glorious place. But I don't know about you, but I never thought that there'd be giants in heaven. And I never thought that there'd be enemies in heaven that, that we would have to fight. Do you think there is? No, there's not going to be that. I believe that the promised land is this life and this earth, and God wants us to go through it blessed and victorious in our life. 
But we have to believe that. And then we have to speak about it too. He brings us out to take us in. So you got to leave some things behind. When you come to the Lord, you might come to Him and have some baggage on you and all of that. But you know, when you come to Him, you give it all to Him. And when you raise up off of the altar or what, you know, if you knelt and prayed, I did. You know, whatever, you know, however you gave your heart to the Lord. Once that was done, you left that there. You left that there. Not to be picked up anymore, but you leave it with Him. Amen? So here we can see that this first blessing is that we're called out by God. You're not just like everybody else. You are different. You are different. When you become a Christian, when you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you are different. And what other people can do, you can't do. The way other people can act, you can't act or you shouldn't be. If you do, you can harden, you know, your heart and sear your conscience and everything else. But, but you know, when you start out, it's not that way because you are convicted when you don't do things the way you ought to do. When you don't treat people right, when you're nasty and ugly with your words, when you don't walk in love, when you can just say things about people with you know, no remorse, you're, you know you're out there in the dis- distance. But you can't do that if you know the Lord. You're convicted of that. But you're called out of that old way. You're, you've been called out of that and you've been called into the promised land. And when you get to the promised land, you need to know how to talk. You need to speak the promises of God. Because all of His promises, again, are yea and amen. Praise the Lord. So what we need to be saying is we've been called out of darkness and we have been brought into the promised land. We're a child of God. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I'm living in the promised land. I'm living in the land of blessing. And that needs to be what we say. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.